We have a podcast. Better late than never. Let's do it. Welcome to Footnotes, a behind-the-scenes look at what we value and why it matters here at Footle Church in Glendora, California. My name is Stephen Coppenrath. I'm one of the pastors on staff, and I am your host. This is actually our first one of these, these podcasts. We've talked about doing a separate podcast for a long time, and uh, now it's happening. And, you know, we'll see who listens, right? I bet our wives will at least listen. Yeah. yeah. Michelle and Katie, Mm -hmm. nice to have you as our only listeners. Hi, Michelle. Um, Great to have you ladies with us. But, well, for today's topic, we're going to sit down and talk with our lead pastor at Fiddle Church. Uh, You may know him from his esteemed musical theater career at Capital Christian (laughs) Center. And as the guy who preaches and sometimes even spits spits on you if you're in the front row church, (laughs) Pastor Chris Lewis. And um, obviously, uh, spit spit preaching is pre-COVID. Um, And I feel like you're not really a good preacher unless you occasionally let let the saliva fly, right? That's right. I think... I think most good preachers throughout history probably spit on their congregants, so that's a good thing. Um, but Chris and I go back a few years now. It's pretty cool to be doing ministry with someone for mm-hmm. for a long time. Um, how long has it been now, Chris? Thirteen. Well, with you and me, thir- yeah. what, thirteen, right? Because I'm I'm in fourteen, so if you're yeah. one year behind me. Yeah, so. exactly. Awesome. And it's it's been a joy to serve with friends in that way. And today we want to chat about the importance of the gathered church which is ironic because right now we aren't able to meet inside the building together because of COVID-19 restrictions. But uh, just the past few weekends, Chris, you announced we're gonna be trying something uh, new that a few other churches in our area have tried out and meet outside. So um, tell us about that. Yeah, we just, you know, uh, Hebrews tells us that there needs to be the assembling of ourselves together. And we, we understand that and we celebrate that and we've preached that. And, um, and yet COVID-19 has sort of put a, a damper. Obviously, we, every church had to go online. So, um, but, but we, we recognize there, there is the ability uh, to meet outside mm-hmm. and there's not the limitations and you can sing and, you know, all the kinds of things that have been, been forbidden yeah. under current regulations. And we just felt, man, we, we want to do everything we can to meet together. We want to give people an opportunity to see one another. Like, it's really important that we gather together like see faces. I mean, like, like Paul talks about, about, you know, we, we admonish one another, not just in our growth groups and things like that, but through singing songs to one another, hymns and spiritual songs he talks about. And, and I think this is one of those opportunities to gather together and, and to encourage one another. I don't know about you. Like, I feel like one of the most tangible ways that we can encourage faith in other people and encourage the perseverance uh, uh, for one another is just simply gathering. Yeah. And so I yeah. want us to I, I want us to to gather and do it in a safe way, like we've talked about. Mm-hmm. We want it to be legal, we want it to be safe, we want it to be practical, and I think we can accomplish all three of those um, by gathering on August 9th outside. We'll do one service, 9 a.m. Uh, and we will, we will just kind of, and this, we're kind of dipping our toe in the water. Let's see where this goes. Let's see, let's see how it works. But, but for the time being, we're, we're just looking forward to actually seeing faces that we haven't now seen for, for uh, four months. We'll preach, we'll sing, uh, you know, families will sort of stay together in their units and it'll be like a Sunday service. I believe we're even planning on taking the Lord's supper together. So so it will be an outdoor service. I mean, it'll be a service. It'll just be outdoors, and uh, so that we can we can, in good conscience, both obey the regulations that the state has and the county has given us, 
and uh, and we can be obedient to Jesus as well. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that day, and I think there's yeah, um, a, a lot of different um, attitudes and perspectives on gathering. Um, tell us, Chris, a little bit about what we're doing as a, ch- a church that day to even kind of help quell some of the fears that people may have about being in person. Um, you mentioned yeah. some of them already, but yeah. um, obviously we're going to be wearing masks on our face. Mm-hmm. There's uh, social distancing in place, but mm-hmm. um, what else specifically? Yeah, let, let me say this too. I want to make it very clear. Some people like I, you know, if you feel uncomfortable, we get that. We totally get that. And this is not, we don't want to guilt anybody into coming. That's not the point of this. The point of this, I think, is to safely gather as God's people, and yet we'll still continue to offer the online uh, services on on Sunday at 9, 10, 11, 8 o'clock. But I think to gather safely, uh, we'll do it over at Baseline. We'll be in kind of that playground area, sort of spilling out to the sides of the, of the, of the, the, the grassy part. Um, there'll be face masks. We'll, we'll, we'll check people. We'll make sure they even do a self check before they come. Uh, we'll be spaced out and, and, uh, that not, not, not spaced out like, you know, uh, <laughs> in a bad way. Like we'll, we'll space ourselves. We'll socially distant from one another. Some of us may be spaced yeah, yeah. out. Yeah. And, uh, and, and then, you know, families will stay together. We're going to ask moms and dads, like if you bring your little ones and we hope you will, yeah. but like, you know, you're going to have to crowd them. There won't be a children's ministry per mm-hmm. se that day. Although there will be, you know, the, the, there will be, we'll try to at least speak to the kids and, and uh, it'll be one hour long. Mm-hmm. So we're not talking, you know, hours and hours of this sort of thing. And, and again, like I said, this is just our attempt to, to dip our toe in the water and go, how can we do this in a way that, that, that is safe, that's legal, that's mm-hmm. practical, and yet um, really does accomplish what we feel like the Lord wants us to accomplish. That's good. So. That's good. Yeah, I mean, kind of zooming out a little bit in terms of thinking about the gathered church. Um, August 9th is going to be a great day. I really believe that seeing people will be awesome. Um, but, you know, one of the the big $10 words that theologians use to describe church is, is ecclesiology, mm-hmm. which is really this you know small piece of the theological pie regarding how churches are structured, what yeah. makes a healthy church. So I, I'm just curious, Chris, for, for you, and I know you care a lot about these things, mm-hmm. and we do as a staff and elders, but how has your ecclesiology been tested or maybe even shifted because of this uh, global pandemic? I don't know that it's shifted. I do, it, of course, it's been tested, but I, I think, you know, I go back to Richard Baxter, and I'm going to paraphrase him right mm-hmm. now. He's a Puritan, Puritan that talked writer. about if the governor tells you to not meet because of a pandemic, you don't meet. If the governor tells you uh, not to meet because he doesn't want you to preach the gospel, then you meet, mm-hmm. right? So, so here we are. It's a pandemic. Uh, a, a, there, there, is, there is a public health issue and people fall on that spectrum i understand it all over the place but but um we've just we've just decided hey this is a time where where again legal safe practical and uh and we don't want to put anybody in harm's way we don't want there to be any angst or anxiety where we're, we're making people feel like they're sinning uh, we are in an extraordinary time where this has just never happened before, yeah. and we have to we have to try to to find a way through. So, of course, 
like every other church, we move to online. Is that preferred? No. Mm -hmm. Is that something we hope we get to continue to do? Truthfully, no. However, I'll just say this out loud. I think for the foreseeable future, we will be online. Yeah. Yeah. Not because I think that's God's preferred way or, or anything, but because I think, I think there's just a reality there that we've got to deal with until a vaccine comes along. And, and there's just no more public health reason mm. for for offering online services i think we're in the position because i want to make sure you know the elderly couple the 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 health compromised person feels like man i can still worship with foothill church and and stay safe in doing so yeah. and so i think it requires i don't think it's a shift in ecclesiology i think that's an accommodation out of love that we want to make sure that we're we're, we're loving people and helping them through this time. Hmm. Yeah, I think it's it's definitely an opportunity for us as a church to show love and care for people. Yeah. And um, that's kind of one of those pieces in tandem that sometimes I think people forget about. Um, it's just about, you know, transactionally being at church, going to church, and um, there's, yeah, an opportunity to care for people uh, yeah. around us. Um, and this is, as you mentioned, this is a, kind of an unprecedented time. This meeting, gathering thing has been nuanced, even controversial. It's, mm -hmm. Do you remember the last time where something in the church has been kind of almost ripe for disunity in this way? I mean, yeah. it's kind of been a while, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, you said disunity. Yeah, right? disunity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, it's been, it's been that, 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 that's the hard part, I think, right now is that is, you know, if there had been things that I thought would, would cause the church, I'm using Big C Church. I'm not using necessarily even right. talking about Fiddle Church, but the Big C Church to fracture. Uh, I can think of a lot of other things besides pandemics and face masks mm -hmm. that would have that would have um, I would have put in that category. Yeah. So it's been it's been kind of it's shocking, surprising, honestly, yeah. to see that that this is the thing that has caused um, uh, disunity within the yeah. larger body of Christ, and I, yeah. I think it's a shame. And it's really caused a lot of even influential pastors to almost have to draw some lines. And um, yeah. as you know, Pastor John MacArthur from yeah. Grace Community yeah. just released a statement uh, with some of his elders laying out some of the reasons their church will, will be meeting yep. despite Governor Newsom's restriction for churches to meet in the season. Yeah. And, um, you know, John MacArthur has a great reputation in many mm -hmm. ways as a faithful pastor and expositor of Scripture in uh, Southern California for a long time. But what's your take on his, his statement? Uh, you know, I've, I've had great appreciation for John MacArthur, for Grace Community. They have been a bulwark of biblical faithfulness mm. for decades. So I, I honestly have nothing but respect for him, uh, for them. I know some people, you know, at times find him acerbic. And truthfully, for me personally, I've, I've just found John MacArthur to be uh, very helpful to me for, yeah. for years of my ministry. Having said that, I... I, 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 I I want to be careful I say that. I I see why they are saying what they're saying. I think they that's a choice that churches have to make. Um my, my concern is the the tone with which it was given. Sure. Um and and by the way, um you know, if you will I, I think Stephen will tell you we have like links to this where where we can point you to his article. Great response by um uh, Jonathan Lehman, Mark Dever of Nine Marks Ministry, mm -hmm. also another ministry highly respected by us as a staff, by certainly by me. And, um, and just look in, in a very loving, civil way, saying, hey, we love our brothers at, at, uh, and the elders over at Grace Community, but we, we don't think that's the only place you can land mm -hmm. and still be biblically faithful. 
And that's my only, my only pushback. I don't, I don't want us to believe that we are sinning. Uh, and that's not me just excusing myself. I don't believe we're sinning. And I think the way it was phrased was that if you don't do this, then somehow you are outside, you are being disobedient, yeah. you are not being one of the faithful remnant mm-hmm. of the church. And I think, I think there's other ways to look at that. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe we should be meeting, absolutely. And listen, there may come a, a moment for civil disobedience. I'm not saying we would never do that. Mm-hmm. But right now, th- this is sort of what's happening in, our, in California. So I don't want to speak to Nevada and some of the stuff that's happened there, but sure. let's talk about California. California has been sort of, you know, for lack of a better term, equal opportunity offenders, mm-hmm. right? That is that they've sort of said, hey, bars and restaurants and churches and public venues and, you know, uh, shopping malls and uh, concerts, all those things have to shut down or you've got to do them in a safe way outdoors. And so if, if they had carved out churches, you know, my legal background would tell me that's a time for a constitutional violation. They can't do that. Right. That hasn't happened. Yeah. So constitutionally, I don't feel offended by what they've done. Biblically, I wish it weren't the way it is, but I'm, I don't feel like we're at a place where, where Caesar is trying to crush us. Um, I, I feel like there is a way for us to, to be biblically uh, faithful while trying to be obedient to Caesar. Yeah. Right. And, and so there's a, by the way, so there's the great interchange between Nine Marks and Jonathan Lehman, those guys, and John MacArthur, that, those, those responses, and even a good uh, podcast that they did that sort of even dives into some of these issues yeah. that if, if that's something you're interested in, man, I, I just found yeah. them uh, extraordinarily helpful to kind of see that, that back and forth and understand mm-hmm. that at the end of the day, it's possible to, gr- to disagree with the elders of Grace Community and still be biblically yeah. faithful. Amen. Yeah, and we'll we'll have all those resources in the show notes below uh, the podcast. And I, I agree, Chris. I think there's really great things actually from seeing kind of a, almost a long form discussion yeah. uh, written out, yeah. and where somebody makes a stance. There's a, a, a kind of a rebuttal almost, and it, it allows conversation to happen like like this one. And so, and it's um, not it's not a conversation between liberal Christianity and conservative yeah, Christianity. Absolutely, We're on this the same is, team. I mean, yeah. if I were to phrase it, I mean, here we are. We're we're little foothill church out here in Glendora, and I look at these, you know, Mark Dever and, and John MacArthur, first of all, they do conferences together. They're friends. They are two, I guess, you know, we, we tend to make celebrities of pastors. These are two theological heavyweights, mm-hmm. right, in today's sort of pastoral realm. Very well-known guys. And to see, it's just, I actually find it very helpful to see when, when guys of that stature that we would go, hey, man, we're on their team. Yep. We're all in the Absolutely. same tribe. To see them disagreeing about stuff like this in a civil way. Yeah. They're not yelling at each other. They're saying, like, here's why we've landed where we've landed. And I think more of us would do well to mm-hmm. listen in on things like that and learn from it. Yeah, that's good. Well, you know, we have to start somewhere, and obviously we're really hoping to start strong with our August 9th event, uh, yeah. Foothill Outdoors. Yeah. And so, hey, just want to remind you, if you and your family want to register for that, you can find all the info you need on foothill.church slash outdoors. Um, Chris, quick speed round questions to end this episode. <laughs> sure. uh, just a few questions just for you to uh, just share what's going on in your life a little bit. So, number one, uh, last few months, any new hobbies, projects that you guys have picked up uh, in the last few months? Uh, yeah, you know, I've, I've kind of been YouTubing how to fix everything around my house. So I guess that, that sort of, but I've also, uh, Tucker and I, my son, for those of you who don't know, um, 
we decided we were going to just take on this project to build a pergola in the backyard off of our house and and uh, didn't really know what we were getting into. And that took us, that took us, I mean, we didn't realize we'd have to pour cement and build frames and right. all this stuff. But it was a great project. Turned out we love it. And uh, now we just need to furnish it. But it's, it's been, that was a really fun yeah. project to do. I've that's never done awesome. something like that. So would you so. suggest YouTube.com as a good resource? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a good. We'll make sure to we'll put, put that, that in the, the show notes, notes as well. <laughs> YouTube.com is a new website that's out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if we want to just point it. you towards that as well. Uh, Chris, number two, what's a book that you've been reading lately? That's been helpful. Um, so I decided I was going to take uh, some of this break and just kind of dive into, you know, trying to understand what's happening um, in our culture, certainly the racial tension. So I've been doing a lot of reading on that. And so, of course, you know, I think we talked about it a couple months ago. We, I, I read Jamar Tisby's uh, Color of Compromise, found that, found that helpful. I read um, Brian Loritz, mm -hmm. uh, wrote a great book called Insider Outsider. Uh, where he talks about his experience as a, a black evangelical, you know, reform kind of our tribe, but being in um, what he calls white evangelicalism and just that 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 tension that he feels and and, and points of, of pressure. And then I've just started. Uh, it's a bigger book, but I'm I'm really enjoying it. Um, book I think it's by Isabel um, Isabel Wilkerson I believe who wrote the book um, The Warmth of Other Suns and again it's really oh, yeah. I'm just trying to understand yeah. the black experience of America and listen in and and whether I agree with all their conclusions is not the issue it's more just I want to make sure I'm just not tone deaf and and deciding hey I know what I know I feel what I feel I want to I want to at least get myself um, and, and have those conversations. So those have been, yeah. those for me have been three. And then of course there's just some fun reading I've done, but, but those have been three, uh, three books that I've, I've enjoyed. Yeah. 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 I think, uh, reading different things is so important as, as kind of on our journey as, as, as learners. I mean, if we just continue to read the same things that we always read, then, mm -hmm. uh, you kind of get what you get. So, yeah. Yeah. um, question three, uh, what is your favorite type of artificial sweetener? <laughs> oh, does everybody know where this came from? You can tell the story or not. This is a ridiculous story. Michelle and me and Stephen and Katie were at a conference in Kansas City about two years or three years ago, Stephen? Maybe three years ago. And uh, we were driving around late at night, and somehow the topic got on, they got on the topic of artificial sweeteners, sweet and low and stevia. And I mean, they talked, Stephen, it felt like it was like, 25 minutes, like it just was not going to ever let up. And I was finally like, come on, this has lasted way too long. Like awesome. we have got to stop. So it was just a, uh, so artificial sweetener, I don't know. I don't use it. So, um, it, and, it really, and I refuse Stephen to let that conversation go any longer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we were really getting into what was what, um, aspartame versus so sucralose versus stevia. Uh, and we were just in our world, just talking. Yeah. Chris was driving, um, kind of like dad. And eventually at one point he kind of yelled and, um, threatened to turn the car around. <laughs> and it's like, we cannot talk about this any longer. This has gone way too long. So. Um, uh, yeah, but Chris is a, a straight up, uh, no sweetener guy, but <laughs> thanks so much for, for being a part of this. And, yeah. um, hopefully this is a helpful thing to our church. I sure hope so. Yeah. Thanks Stephen. All right. Well, we are out of time, but thanks for joining us for our podcast footnotes. Our goal is to release one of these each Monday. So be sure to go to foothill.church slash footnotes for more information. So until next time, Foothill, peace be with you. You get a podcast. You get a podcast. Everyone gets a podcast.